What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. Yay. Hi, everybody. Right. How's it going? Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Deb. How are you? I'm fine, as always. Very happy to see you. I'm always happy to see you. Yeah. I feel like I'm always taking my socks when we're recording podcasts. <laughs> we well, isn't that a little interesting tidbit? <laughs> I have always been a person that likes to walk barefoot. Really now? Yeah, I, I am like, a complete opposite. I grew up like that. And I just, just like not even flip flops. Just no. no, what? no flip flops. I don't like flip flops. I don't like slippers. I don't like fuzzy things. Oh my goodness. What is I wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling a little shame about that. I don't like, I don't like, I, I mean, we're, I'm either wearing shoes or not wearing anything. I do like sandals, but that's a, like, that's okay. the spectrum right there. Wow. I can remember very clearly as a child, everyone else running around barefoot. I am the lone kid that would go get the flip-flops. Yeah. That was always me. Yeah. It's really funny that like, this is just another way that you and I are a little different. (laughs) Just a tiny bit talking about today. Well, that was life. I hope that was like not TMI, but yeah. What are we talking about today? We are talking about, and let me see if I get this right, because I got this from you, cumulative punishment. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, we are going to talk about that. So I think the way the way the context I shared that with you is I was organizing with a client at her home and started talking about having goals, which I think is like when you're trying to be productive it seems very normal that you would set up really good goals for yourself. And then she talked about, you know, and I think with every goal should come reward, a reward of some kind. I like to reward myself when I accomplish my big goals. And she was saying that like, whenever she sets a goal and she doesn't meet that goal, there's like a cumulative punishment that happens. One, you don't get the reward. And two, there's all of the negative self-talk that comes when you don't accomplish a goal. And I think in the previous episode, we talked about how to be productive when you have to manage your emotions or other people's emotions, right? And I feel like negative self-talk is such a huge part of being productive. So being productive, yeah. I know. So I was thinking like, you know, and cumulative punishment sounded so harsh, well, it is a, it is technically a legal term. It is a legal. Yeah, we looked it up. <laughs> so we looked, we it, looked up. it up on the Webster, <laughs> <laughs> but actually we really found it in the Black's Law Dictionary. That was yes. a definition of cumulative punishment there. And do you want to read to us what the cumulative uh, punishment I don't think is? I, I don't think I have it open anymore. I still have it open. It okay, says an increased punishment inflicted for a second or third conviction of the same offense under the statue relating to habitual. I was like, oh, that really, like whenever she said, you know, cumulative punishment, I was, I totally got it. I was like, oh, I see. You don't get the reward and you're like beating yourself up or then you're not rewarding yourself in worse ways. Yeah. 
So it it sounded like when you were describing it before that it was not just sort of in the moment kind of, oh, I wish I had written that blog post. You know, I can't believe I didn't write it. I should have. It's sort of that moment. And then you attach it to another moment, maybe the next day and the negative self-talk becomes louder and maybe a little harsher. And then you're still experiencing shame over not accomplished task. And if you don't accomplish other tasks along the way, then it just kind of grows. It's cumulative, right? Yeah. That's exactly what she was talking about. It was just like, yeah, well, you, you're just also talking about like, I was thinking deep in the one that like you went wide on the range of tasks. So I like it the way you're thinking because the cumulative punishment can go both ways, right? I don't, I have a goal. I don't accomplish that goal. Therefore I become a horrible human being in my brain or to other people, right? Because if I miss a deadline and I'm not very productive, people are going to look down upon me. I think I do a lot of work with people with ADHD It's always really sad to me how like people get passed up for promotions. They are thought of as like lazy or people that are not striving to be their best version of themselves, which a lot of the times is just really, it may not be in their brain wiring to begin with. And so the, you know, meeting deadlines and accomplishing big projects can be very challenging. Therefore, I feel that I'm not a good human. I am. I feel like I don't deserve this job. I feel like I don't deserve to be here. I feel like, and then it spirals. It spirals. It's like a snowball. It is a shame spiral that goes deep into like the core of who you are and who you want to be. And my friend Robin always says, you know, I think a while there, I wanted to get up at 5 a.m., go to the gym. And she was like, are you a person that gets up at 5 a.m. and goes to the gym? And I was like, yes, I am. And so for literally, like before the pandemic, for like a year, I got up at 5 a.m. and went to the gym. And recently I've asked myself that question, like, am I a person that wakes up at 5 a.m. and goes to the gym? And the answer was like, no, No. I'm not. (laughs) Well, you know, we evolve and we change and circumstances change and may dictate that our routines change. But what you're talking about with this negative self-talk that is sort of growing louder and harsher and continuous over multiple days and maybe strung along into maybe weeks, that can be very depressing. And it can really have a big negative impact on everything, our outlook on life, how we see projects, new projects, you know, if a new project that you've always wanted is now landed in your lap and you're feeling already negative, you might be like, oh crap, here's something else for me to just fail Mm -hmm. at. So it sort of spirals. And I'm kind of wondering, like, how do you get out of that? I understand why someone might go down that path and it's hard Mm -hmm. to kind of walk yourself back, but I'm not sure. How did you help your client through that? Well, I think my first, my very first tip to her was like, who do you have in your life that can literally right size that opinion of yourself? Right. Cause yeah. I think like you and I just before this recording, we're talking about parenting. Yes. And I think like, you know, parenting has a way of making us feel self-doubt. Sometimes <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, that we're like, we're, we're like one, I, I speak for myself. I don't know what I'm doing Two, I'm not very good at it. Like, you know, I have all of these negative thoughts that like, I am just really failing at this regularly. Yeah. But the truth is, is that I'm actually really good at it. You know, the truth is that I put effort into it. I show up as the best version of myself. And so I think when people are spiraling, like we need somebody that reminds us that that is not really our, 
that is not our reality of who we are is the reality of this very moment. So my question to her was like, who do you call when you're in these like shame spirals? They're so bad that you think you are like the worst human being because you didn't do the laundry on time, you Mm -hmm. know, like who do you call? And so we had to like, you know, sometimes I work with people that are a little bit isolated and that they have, you know, they have a limited support group of people, whether it's because they have isolated themselves because they feel shame about having people at their home or because, you know, other circumstances, they may not have a very large group of people that they can call on to say like, Hey, I'm feeling really bad about myself that I missed my deadline. I need you to help me remind, remind me of who I, who I really am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was my first tip to her. I like that because, you know, actually one of the first things I wrote down because I'm taking notes today is talk to someone. Yeah. You know, who is that someone for you? I mean, that someone could be a colleague, it could be a friend, a coach, a mentor. It could be a therapist. It could be someone who really helps you to think through Mm -hmm. that moment in time. And maybe sometimes it could be an honest talk with yourself too, like noticing a trigger that would get you to that mindset. And maybe that trigger will say to you, oh, wait, I think I'm going down that road. Maybe let me head this off at the past, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of switching the negative self-talk around a little bit like, okay, so I missed the deadline, not what I wanted to have happen. So what's my next step? Yeah. Right. Not all the steps, not, not everything like, okay, how can I turn it around? What's that next thing that I can do to just kind of turn the boat around, right the ship, whatever those cliches are, so that Mm -hmm. I don't sit in this, you know, sort of pool of negativity. So I think partly it's our taking ownership for that, but also seeking out others, you know, people who can help us be realistic, reasonable with ourselves, because Mm -hmm. I mean, we're human, we're going to fall short at times, miss deadlines, all kinds of things. So definitely, I think trying to find that person, but also looking inward, and finding a way that we can, I know, easier said than done, right? Because when you're yeah, in it, I know. I love the, I know. love the idea of talking to yourself, right? I talk to myself all the time. Honestly, I talk to myself all the time too. I talk myself out loud, like we're doing here. I'm like, oh, don't be so harsh on yourself. Like, yes. I do try to use like my, my Chris friendly voice to my I own. Love that. I mean, like if I was talking to my friend, I would be like, oh, you just should give yourself some compassion, like self-compassion Absolutely. right now. Right. So I do it verbally out loud when yeah, I try not to do it when there's people around, but sometimes <laughs> they overhear me and I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm talking to myself. Don't worry about it. But you, I good talk. Like, yeah, it's all right. It's friendly talk. <laughs> but two, I write sticky notes to myself. Right. And I post them like since I moved, I haven't posted it up, but I used to have this beautiful is a beautiful little magnet board in my bathroom. What I wrote, I wrote self-love notes for myself all the time. Right. Because I needed to be needed to remind myself that like I'm doing okay. And sometimes it's like some days are not as good, but for the most part, I'm doing okay. I think that's what we do with like mantras and quotes that we like. Mm -hmm. We print them out, we frame them or we put them up someplace where we see them all the time. Or we have a list of accomplishments that we have done or made in the last day or week or whatever it is. And sometimes it's nice to look back at that on days when you are just feeling like nothing Mm -hmm. is going right. So you can remind yourself that, yes, you can 
You can have a hard day, but you can do hard things. You can do hard things well, and you can be a great success in many other ways. Today is just a moment in time. So how do we sort of, you know, isolate those feelings to that, just that moment and not allow it to carry over Mm. into days and weeks and months. Yeah. Um, So I love the, the self-love notes. I think that's a great idea. I I know. I love self-love notes. I love the idea of just having self-compassion all the time because we would extend it to other people, but we're like so hard on ourselves. We are our worst critics. We really are. And we can say some pretty harsh things. I mean, there are times when I'm really annoyed with myself and I, I say, I say in my head, Deborah, what is wrong with you? Nobody calls me Deborah Mm -hmm. ever. Just yourself. Your harsh self, my harsh self. And maybe once or twice when my mom was angry with me when I was like, I don't know, 15 or something. (laughs) So a long time ago, nobody really calls me Deborah. So then when I bring out the stern Deborah, what is wrong with Mm -hmm. you voice? I'm like, okay, all right. I need to take a walk. Yeah. That's when I know movement is required. I need to take out the Deborah voice, go outside for a green break, take some deep breaths, just walk around five minutes is all I need just to recenter. And then I always go back to what's my next step. Mm. You know, I love that you, you also go into strategy mode, right? Cause I yeah. think that's really helpful for people because I think like, so, you know, if you think of it as a three-step process, right? Yep. Like you have shame, you spiral into this, like, oh, I'm a horrible human being. I can't <laughs> do anything right. And then of course it's like in the process, it derails your whole emotion. Like you can't get anything else accomplished because you're just in the spiral. And then I go into like self-love, right? Which is like, yeah. okay, I am maybe a horrible human in this exact moment because I failed to meet my deadline. But in the grand scheme of life, I'm an okay human. Okay. Yeah, more than okay. You're actually pretty darn good. <laughs> you know, I just go with like, I'm okay. And then you <laughs> go into strategy, which I think is yes. great, right? Because I think like, the way I also help clients is to talk about like, what, why did you miss your deadline? Like what prevented you from getting that yes. thing accomplished? Right. Yes. Why didn't you wake up at 5am to go to the gym or why didn't you get the laundry done? Or why didn't mm-hmm. you like upgrade your whole, you know, website system or whatever yeah. it is that you failed to me? Like, is the project too big? So uh, tell me a little bit about there are reasons, like real reasons why like yeah. you didn't feel well, you had a headache, you hadn't mm-hmm. had breakfast yet you got a bad phone call about something that happened at work. I mean, a lot of reasons can be there, but we sometimes ignore those reasons. I'm going to reframe that for a second because I don't think people ignore them, but I think we minimize them. Ah, good point. That's right. We do minimize them. I think we do minimize things that are happening in our lives when it comes to like meeting deadlines and being Mm -hmm. productive, right? I think like everybody thinks, I, I meet people all the time. They think they need to be productive like eight hours a day, every day while they're at work. Like that is the, that is the like expectation that people have out of their workspace. And mind you that it's not 100% of the people, but (laughs) many, some some people think they could slack off and that's just (laughs) fine. Like whoever, whatever you are in the spectrum, but I think we're speaking to the high achieving people that just feel like they're not living up to their expectations when they are not productive. Yeah, all yeah. the time. And the truth is, is that that's it's not impossible. Realistic. It is impossible. It isn't. it isn't. Yeah. 
So I love that you like, we, you know, like minimizing all of the things that are happening, happening in our lives seems very common, you know, whether you are tired or you didn't have anything to eat or, you know, you have other responsibilities, you may be worried about other things. You may have other projects that you're working on that are more important. Like I, I coach small businesses for a coaching company. And in that, in that world, we always talk about how entrepreneurs tend to focus on the 98% of the things that are not going well, instead of the 2% of the things that are going really well, right? Which is actually the things that are helping us move forward. So I would challenge people to maybe remind yourself of like the last time you actually met a deadline and what did it mean? Was that like yesterday? Was that this morning? Was that like five minutes ago? Yes. And don't minimize those small wins. No. It might be 2%, it might be 1% of productivity, whatever it is, capitalize on the the big and the small, all of it that is working well. I love creating something called a a to-da list. A list of- to-da list, tell me more. I have done them. These are things I have done. I've crossed them off. I am happy about them. I am proud that I have done them and I'm like high-fiving myself. This is my Mm -hmm. to-da list. A lot of times a to-da list is great at the end of a day Mm -hmm. when I'm like, oh my goodness, where did the day go? I wanted to do this and this and this, and I have not done them. Oh my gosh, why didn't I do them? I have my to-do list that shows me all the other things that I did do. Mm -hmm. But then I still go back to strategy like, okay, what's the next thing I need to do? If Mm -hmm. I'm so concerned about these things that I have not done, what's my next step? Why didn't I accomplish them? Yes. So in, in my brain, taking action helps me to kick out the negative talk and it spurs me on to go forward. And I'm always looking to go forward. I don't want to stand still and stagnate. I don't want to look back and then worry about what I didn't do. I want to look forward about what I'm going to do mm-hmm. and identify that very next step. doesn't like always that. work, but I try. And for a good amount of times, it does. It helps me to not do that spiral. So while I may not be the person that would carry over negative thoughts for days on end, you know, I'm human too. I, there are things I want to accomplish. And when I don't, I always have to say, well, all right, life didn't turn out the way I thought just then. So let's, let's take, take a look at what we could do in the future. What's my next step? I don't practice, you know, cumulative punishment of my own. Maybe I have learned enough self-compassion over the years that I'm just like, yeah, that wasn't the best. And I missed that thing. And I didn't do it the way yeah. I was supposed to, but I'm like, I'm still okay. And tomorrow is a new yeah. day. But if you are practicing cumulative punishment and you're listening yourself to up, yeah, we would, we would love to hear if like, uh, if you have any strategies that you have used in the past that help you get out of this cumulative punishment that you're doing to yourself. Yeah. The shame yeah. spiral is the worst. Yeah. It, Cause it, it really does bring you down. Yeah. The shame spiral really grabs you into the hole of like, there's nothing, I can't do anything right. Which means you don't do anything. So you get stuck in it, right? You get stuck in it. You don't, you don't get to look forward. You don't get to, to, to sort of put on your, you know, grab your magic eight ball and say, okay, what now? Because you're stuck in this mire. You're stuck in this muck of stuff, this negativity. So I totally would love to encourage people to really think through how can I get out of before we even get there? Like, how can I, what are some things I can do before it it spirals and it gets out of control? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think just to recap, recap some of our ideas, right? One was to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Yes. Talk to yourself, <laughs> talk to yourself, talk to yourself kindly with yeah, compassion and love yeah. and understanding. Yeah. Uh, not like your boss would talk to you. <laughs> Well, hopefully you have a really lovely boss who does talk to you in, with a nice, very compassionate true. voice, you right? Have a lovely to boss. all the bosses out there who are compassionate, yay you. We like that. That's very true. That was very, um, that was very discriminating of bosses. Sorry, bosses. I'm a boss too. There we go. So talk to yourself kindly. Uh, sticky then, notes, uh, love notes. Love notes to yourself, yes. And to Dallas. Tada list. I think that is like a great, I am a person that loves, you know, when I, when I make a to-do list and I really, I write a lot of to-do lists. So I'm a fan fan of writing things down, but I'm a person that if I like, if it's not on my list, I add to the list so I can cross it off. That makes me, me, that brings me a lot of happiness. Oh my goodness. My happiness meter just went up listening to you say that because I do it all the time. Love it. I do it all the time too. I'm like, oh, that wasn't on my list. I'm going to add so I can cross it off. So yeah, but if you, you know, if you fail to create a list to begin with, just have a ta-da list. I mean, like that, that just bring, that brings me joy for you just as I'm talking about it. Yeah. I just, I saw it somewhere. I forget. Somebody called it a ta-da list. Other people call it a a done list. Ta-da just sounds happier. Kind of like, like, it sounds like show grow-ish, like, there you go put your hands up and like celebrate (laughs) that's uh, right celebrate the small wins along the way yeah and I think I think like over the years I have recognized that productivity is so connected to our energy and our way of being how we think about ourselves and our work and our lists and all of the things we have to do. So I think bringing that up, we're going to probably bring that up a lot as a reminder that being productive is not just a vacuum of doing things, quotation marks, doing things. Yes. Every second of the day. So um, I don't know, Deb, anything else we want to share? Nope. Just, you know, take it easy on yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't be so hard on yourself. Be kind. To everyone else around you, including yourself. Yeah, including yourself. Including yourself. You are deserving of that kindness. And we're still living in some crazy times. So it might be harder to find the kindness for ourselves, but dig deep, find it, and then think about your next step. Yeah, you have it in you. We know you have it in you. All right, then. Well, thank you for joining us today. As always, you can find us everywhere on social and at productivitylovers.com. Yes. And if you had some insight while listening to this episode, find us and tell us what, what your insight was. We love hearing from you. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.